0: Hello one and all, so we're back for another episode of Total Obvious Comedy. This is, um, got a few topics to get through today Um hopefully we should do okay with them. Uh, I'm not used to, I usually do this on the weekend but I thought today. We're going to do a midweek one. I don't know how, well I'm going to, I'm I'm recording this on Thursday, Thursday the 21st. Um, For all I know, I might not actually get it out in time until later on, but hopefully we do get it out a little bit sooner. Um, Hopefully i get it out either tonight or tomorrow. So who knows when it's coming out, but let's hopefully rattle through it. Um, I, yeah, I haven't even addressed you my wonderful audience. Uh, I hope you're all are enjoying yourselves Um hope you've all been having fun with everything uh, lately. The topics today we are going to be, um, I advertised on Instagram that we we're going to just talk about heavyweight boxing but there is another topic that I would like to discuss. Um, there's only going to be two boxing topics we're going to talk about and then one non-boxing one so this will be interesting um let me just saw out my camera For those of you who are just listening you won't really care about this but those of you watching you want to see the money shot that's my face hello right so i'm a bit, bit too close to the microphone here okay so first topic we're going to discuss is the eddie hall versus hathor Bjornsen. This is um, this has been all over the place um, in regards to boxing, and I don't know. Um, a lot of people uh, might not class this as boxing news. Um, some people might be watching this going, "Taran, you said you were going to talk about boxing. You talk about Eddie Hall. What are you going to you back?" But <laughs> these two um, fighting, it's it's going to be an interesting one. Eddie Hall versus Hafsor oh, Bjornsson. It should be fun. F- fingers crossed, it's entertaining. But um, backstory time. Those of you who don't know who these two guys are, they're both um, power powerlifters. Um, they're both former world strongest man. Well, world strongest men. I think Eddie Hall won it in twenty seventeen, and Hathor won it in twenty eighteen. And their main issue started when Eddie won the. Um, ...won the World's Strongest Man in 2017... ...because Hafthor said that he bloody cheated... (laughs) ...he accused him of cheating... ...and said uh, it was all rigged for Eddie to win... ...you know... Um, ...those of you who don't know who Hafthor Bjornsson is... um, ...if you watch Game of Thrones... ...he's the mountain... ...so... ...if you don't watch Game of Thrones... ...I don't know how else to describe this guy... (laughs) If ...if you don't know anything about powerlifting... Um, ...and you don't know anything about Game of Thrones... ...and you just don't watch anything... ...then I don't know how to describe this guy... Um, ...but these two dudes... Um, ...the most recent... ...debacle... ...was be- was because... ...Eddie Hall for many years... ...had the... Um, ...the... ...world record for the heaviest deadlift... ...he lifted... ...500 kilograms... ...which is a shitload of weight... ...um... <laughs> It's a lot 500 kilos i can i think i can lift about 80 <laughs> but now nah, i can lift about 120. but uh, it's, but yeah so 500 kilos is a lot to lift and he did that and he had the record for many years and then hastor Thor bjonson um the icelandic giant he then recently lifted 501 kilos so he broke the record now the now the that's fine but the issue behind that was that because he did it during the pandemic during isolation eddie did his during the competition so that what the he's getting a lot of scrutiny because people are saying that he didn't do it in competition he did it at home it's the weights i think were tested by his dad so when it came to the actual lift yeah it looked impressive but a lot of people a lot of doubters thought well he he's bullshitted basically that's what they were saying he bullshitted all the way through this i don't know i'm i'm not a power lifter um i don't really i I lift weights but i'm not a power lifter type so i don't really base my training on um, how heavy I can lift I usually do a lot of boxing so I'm more muscles for function which is what a lot of these guys are they're not um they're not like people sometimes get powerlifting and bodybuilding mixed up they're very different things <laughs> now I've said that I'm like who gets them mixed up nobody gets them mixed up but <laughs> these guys um are the elites when it comes to strength lifting and Thor Bjornson has he was the world's strongest man only couple years ago so he does know what he's doing and then that's where the uh, scrutiny has come out and Eddie Hall has had an issue with Thor for the past few years because he felt that when he became world's strongest man Thor basically ruined his victory because he kept on um, saying that Eddie was a cheat and so now these two are going to go loggerheads in the ring and fight one another it'll probably be like next year or something but Okay, now I'm going to give you my opinion on it. That's basically the backstory. If you don't know about it, then just watch any of their YouTube channels, catch them on Instagram, whatever. But here's my opinion on it. Also, do you like the headphones? <laughs> I found these in my um, in my garage. They're not even that good. I don't even know if they're making any difference at all. But <laughs> see if it's any good. I just thought it looks good because you see loads of people with podcasts and they have um, headphones on. So I thought, oh, I might have a headphone on. And I just burped this. <laughs> Sorry if you've heard that. But so a lot of people got that. But I, I thought I'd just... Have, I digress. So these two dudes are going to go fight each other. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I don't think they're going to go 10 rounds. That's not going to happen. They will probably go a maximum six rounds. This fight's going to be... It's going to be like the KSI Logan Paul fight. That They're not professional fighters. They're YouTubers who are doing boxing. So they say it for six rounds, that's it. That's going to be the same case with these guys. Probably going to be only six rounds and it won't be these guys are going to be heavy hitters, but they're not going to be punching as hard. If they go in, in the shape they're in now with the powerlifter shape, they won't be as actually heavy hitting as some of the heavyweights out there today. The reason is because they've got so much muscle in the chest area, they won't be able to accelerate those punches as well as when they're down. A lot of people might think that, oh, because these are like two big, muscly guys, they're, they're just, they're just, the whole room will shake. No, not quite. Because they've got a lot of muscle. Muscle contracts your movement in many ways. And so when you're throwing a punch, if you've got a big bulk of muscle there, you'll contract movement. It's A prime example, I lift a lot of weights. I got very big at one point, And then I did a white collar fight. That's right. Plug in it. You can actually watch that on YouTube. Type in Tarantelli boxing or just type in Tarantelli. It's one of the first things that comes up. And I um, had to train for that fight. And one of the very few things I did was lift weights because I needed to drop muscle mass in order to compete. I'm not saying just lose your muscle. Really, I was more toning them and more conditioning my muscles rather than bulking them. And this makes your punches a lot more agile. That makes it a lot more slick and a lot faster and your technique strengthens. And that's what these two dudes will have to do. They, when they go into the ring next year and fight each other, don't expect them to look how they do now. They will look completely different because they won't physically be able to fight unless they do. Neither one of them will actually be able to go one round, let alone six rounds, if they look the way they do now. Now, will it be an entertaining fight? Well, if you actually go on their Instagram, you can actually see um, Eddie Hall. He did, I think he did a charity fight um, years ago. And you can see him, he's done some sparring. So he he has done some training. And I think um, Hath Thor, I'm just going to call him Thor. Fuck it, I'm going to call him Thor. (laughs) He, um... I think he did a, a little bit of spying with Conor McGregor and obviously both, you know, took a lot of punches, you know, but they're big dudes so they're not going to be easy to knock out against people who are lighter weight divisions, but it shows there's a difference between lifting weights and there's a difference between throwing punches. And sometimes they don't go, you know, they're not the same, you know, they don't go hand in hand a lot of the time. Um, so And Eddie has lost a lot of weight already. But I think one of the things is that's going to happen is obviously I'm British. I'm English, tell by the accent. Not by the face, but by the accent. Um, Those of you who are listening like, I don't know what your face looks like. but I, um, of course, I'm gonna have to root for Eddie Hall all the way. But when it comes to these situations, when two people are of the same level and they go into the ring together, it's usually when people are the same level physically, the bigger guy usually wins. And that's because of just genetics. The bigger guy usually wins when the two guys are at the same level. Now, some people might use an excuse like, "Oh, but Mike Tyson was small and he would." <laughs> well, Mike Tyson won. Yes, he was a shorter guy, but he was at a different level. He was at higher levels to the people he fought in his early career. And anyway, I'll be talking about Mike Tyson later, so let's not bring him up now. But he um so eddie hall so that's how that fight will play out they will have and a lot of the times when you watch say these youtube fights the guy who wins is the guy who pays more attention to the training who educates themselves on the fight game the sweet science they're the ones who usually go out and win and if these two want to win this fight they're going to have to do that as well so hopefully they do well at it i fingers crossed they you know we're having an entertaining show i don't think it'll be fight of the year no don't ever think it's going to be like that it will definitely make some buys definitely make some buys on there but i think um if i'm going to be honest it's going to be these are these are power lifters these ain't boxes so it's not i think a lot of people say yes yeah, someone's going to get knocked out i think it's going to go one of two ways It'll either be someone gets knocked out in the first or second round or we're going to have quite a slow six round fight. That's what it's going to be. And that's not me discrediting them at all. I'm not saying that they're shit or anything. I'm just saying that's I'm just saying how it is because these are two big dudes who have just taken up boxing. They're going to be cagey throughout they're, they're not going to be going in there the, maybe the later rounds they might start throwing some bombs but their trainer's going to say to them you've got to conserve energy because these guys have got huge amount. your muscles eat up your oxygen anyway so if you've got big bulky you know muscular physiques you're going to struggle I mean, let's look at now look at these guys. This is my iPad. This is my iPad case. Um For those of you listening, I am now holding up my iPad. Let's do some research on these two dudes. I did research before this, but I'm gonna do some research now. So you know. I I know I should have done this before, but fuck it, it's my show. I do what I like. So, um how am I looking here. Alright, so we look here at Thor. He's about six yeah, he's six nine and oh, Bjorn, I think he's about six nine, I believe. Let's have a look at him. Um shit he's 31 so he's not old (laughs) he's 2.6 meters why do you have to long it out (laughs) one thing i'm not good with is maths so he's six foot nine and he weighs 452 pounds and that's 205 kilos so that's two of me (laughs) so that's how much he weighs he's a big fucking dude and then if we look at eddie hall eddie hall only a year older 32 eddie hall's six foot three yeah and he's so yeah so eddie hall's not exactly a small dude know six foot three and he's about about 350 to about 350 to 400 pounds as well too um so he's probably about 150 160 kilos something like that so they're both big dudes going against each other but in this situation i I personally i would like to see eddie win but if i'm going to be honest when it comes like i said when it comes to these things and the both people get in the ring and they both match the same. It's usually the taller guy wins. It's usually just how it is because reach will be, will determine it. And styles make fights. And I think when it comes to this situation, unless Eddie, you know, can close the gap. I mean, if we go through a fight plan with the two of them. The way that Thor could win: sit behind the jab, use the distance, work your, You know, work behind the distance, work your jab, keep him at bay. That's an easy win. The way Eddie can win, he has Eddie's going to have to work a little bit harder in that ring and close the distance get in there work the body and work on the inside that's the way he's going to... shorter fighters always have to work harder because they've got a, they've got to get to their target but yeah it should be interesting to watch and who knows you know who knows it might you know what? I might be wrong it might be the fight of the year who knows <laughs> but, yeah so um, Leave some those of you who are watching this on YouTube. Leave some comments if you um, have any ideas about this, right? If you have got any um, interest in it, and those of you who are listening in on the podcast, we're on Spotify, and hopefully, I might try and get us on iTunes. Who knows? Just <sighs> drink some water. Just drink some water. Um. Right. So that's topic number one done. <laughs> um. Topic number two. We are looking at the comeback. The comeback. Of Mike Tyson, and he's going to be facing Shannon Briggs. Now, this is interesting. This has intrigued me quite a bit, and it's this is probably the biggest news in the in the boxing community. This is the biggest news in terms of nostalgia, because I don't know if those of you have seen on Instagram or whatever, or Facebook or anything, or Twitter. Tyson has been doing some pad work, and he looks legit. He looks good. He's got that movement. He's got that speed. He's he's solid, and and I think Tyson versus. Um, Shannon Briggs it should be an interesting concept you know an interesting bout between these two because they're both neither one of them are spring chickens they're both pretty old and they're both former world champions of course Tyson is the more decorated I think he's won everything I know Shannon Briggs was WBO world heavyweight champion but what about Tyson I think he's won you know what? I'll type in Tyson but the first is going to come up is Tyson Fury let's let's have a look oh no it's Mike Tyson all right that didn't that didn't used to be the case that did not used to be the case. If you uh, typed in Tyson a few weeks ago on Google. Those that come up usually Tyson Fury. So, let's have a look. Tyson, Tyson, Tyson. Why is it hard to find all these bloody things sometimes? Um, this is why you should always do the things beforehand. Get your stuff ready before you start your podcast, silly. Uh, Alright, let's... You know what? Let's go through the... But I think he's won W... Tyson won the WBC. He's done... Uh, I think he's won the IBF and all that lot. He's won the WBA. Uh, yeah, he's won the WBA, WBC, IBF, um, World Heavyweight titles. Um, I think he's won WBO as well. I'm not entirely sure. He's won the IBO. Yeah, he's won the IBO as well. But, um, yeah. But anyway. So, it's... If we look at the... Let's compare the two. So, let's look at Shannon Briggs. I'm not showing this on the screen because I don't know how to. So, you're just gonna have to bear with me, everyone. uh Shannon Briggs. Here we go. So Tyson. Let's start with Shannon. Actually, Shannon is 48 years old. So I think he's he is the junior of the two, whereas Tyson is coming in at the tender age of 53. So you've got a 53-year-old versus a 48-year-old. Let's start with Shannon Briggs because a lot of people who aren't fight fans, let's be honest, you might not know who Shannon Briggs is, and Shannon Briggs is a former world champion. He, former heavyweight. He was. The problem with Shannon Briggs was his best years, I found, were during the Klitschko era. And the Klitschko brothers just dominated everything. So he wasn't able to become the legend that he could have been because he fought in an era where the Klitschko's just dominated everything. So, unfortunately, he wasn't able to, you know, become the big name. So, when people think of the um, heavyweight division in the 2000s, the first thing they think of is Vladimir Klitschko, Vitaly Klitschko. They don't think about Shannon Briggs. That's why he's not really recognised as the best in the world uh, at that time. uh, He had a K-1 career. Why? Why did he do K-1? That's kickboxing, for those of you who don't know. So, look at their records. So, Shannon Briggs, he he had 68 fights. 60 wins, 53 by way of knockout, 7 by decision. And he had 6 losses, 2 losses by knockout and 4 by decision. So not a bad record, actually. You don't see many people. I don't think you'll see many fighters get to records that high um, nowadays. You won't see that. I, d- I doubt you'll see Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury get to records that high. The only one who's near that is Deontay Wilder, but a lot of his wins. But <laughs> Uh, he had a no contest yeah as well too but he um i think yeah he got unanimous unanimous decision loss to vitali klitschko and then he went on a big winning streak um but he yeah he's knocked got a lot of he, even his last fight he knocked the guy out so he's not been shit you know lately so that's where shannon briggs has done quite well in that and then we look at say mike tyson for example Now, uh, quickly, got to do their heights. So I think Shannon Briggs, his height is six foot four. He's actually taller than Eddie Hall, (laughs) Shannon Briggs is. So he's going to be the height factor in that. And Tyson is at the height of five foot ten. So Mike Tyson's my height. (laughs) And Tyson actually had less fights. He's had 58 fights, 50 wins. 44 by way of knockout, six uh, losses, two no contests. But the difference is between the two of them is towards the later end of their careers. Shannon Briggs' career, he was winning and he was winning by knockout. Okay, a few of the guys he fought, they weren't great, but he was winning. Tyson was losses and and a lot of them, Tyson was to pay the bills. I mean, his last fight was against. Was in 2005 against Kevin McBride. And he got. He was retired in the sixth round. But whatever happened to Kevin McBride? I mean, he was a bit of a... He, lost, he had 10 losses on his own. So Tyson, in his day, would have destroyed this guy. And obviously Tyson, those of you know, his first loss was to Buster Douglas. But he did then go back to winning ways. And he had two losses to Evander Holyfield. And obviously the Lennox Lewis fight, he lost that one. But a lot of people saying that was 10 years too late, that fight. A bit like the uh, Pacquiao Mayweather fight. But it's what I think of this fight, it should be interesting to watch. Mike Tyson, obviously a legend of the game. People still are fans of him today. They're still massive fans of him. And if you watch his early career, like when he fought Holmes and um, his early fight, he was an artist in the ring. But and this is a big but. These guys are both old. Obviously, Shannon Briggs is a little bit younger, but late 40s, early 50s, not much of a difference in that sense. What I would say is Mike Tyson has recently... Recently got himself back in shape. There was a point where he went really fat, and I mean, fat. But he's recently got himself back into shape. Shannon Briggs has always been in shape, so for him to now go into training camp won't be that much of an issue. Won't be much of a shock to his system. Whereas to someone like say Tyson, it might be a bit more of a shock to the system. And this is where I mentioned earlier that when it came to Tyson in his early days, height didn't mean anything because he was the better fighter. Now it might be an issue. It might mean something now because towards the end of Tyson's career. The height issue became an issue. We saw it against Lennox Lewis, saw it against Kevin McBride. He even, he even got beaten by Danny Williams <laughs> so <laughs> I mean and Danny Williams got beaten up by uh Audley Harrison even though Danny Williams did beat Audie Harrison the first time they met but you know Danny Williams was never a great fighter so Tyson's record ends with him losing to people who in Tyson's day Tyson would have destroyed them that, that that's and that's one of the questions is, of course these two never really met in the ring did they meet in the ring I don't think they did Don't think they ever fought each other. (laughs) Quickly look. Don't think they fought each other. No, they didn't. Just as I thought. They never fought each other. Yeah. And then, okay, so that's another question. Both of them in their day, in their heyday, in, let's say, it's early 90s, Las Vegas, Tyson versus Briggs who would have won obviously people say the money would have been on Tyson to win you know a lot of people said that and Tyson fought in an era where the heavyweight division was incredibly strong a lot of people were saying this era of heavyweight boxing is strong yeah it is pretty strong also was the 90s because um, you had people like Evander Holyfield you had Riddick Bowe yeah, I love saying his name. Bull. <laughs> he had Lennox Lewis, of course. He had some great fighters in that era. So now Tyson fought amongst them, but he was never getting the better of them. He, the the one, the best one he fought out of them. He, I think he fought he fought a van of Ander Holyfield, but he lost twice to him. And one of those times, he bit his bloody ear. So <laughs> that's where T- Tyson's career was strong. Briggs, I don't feel has fought. The better opponents than tyson um i think if you look at the if you match these two guys um resumes fighting resumes up their fight records tyson's will always come out stronger because he has fought the better opponents there's no doubt about that um but i would say in their later careers shannon briggs was the stronger was getting the wins whereas tyson was not now this is gonna be very different to the fight i was saying before eddie hall versus thor Bjornson. this one i feel will be very technically sound. And I think, I've got a feeling they'll probably go about 10 rounds on this one. Um, But I think it will be, I don't think there's going to be a knockout. I'll tell you that now. I don't think there's going to be a knockout on this one. I think the first four or five rounds is going to be very cagey. They're going to be a lot of jabs, a lot of exchanges, but very cagey. It's going to be... Briggs trying to work the distance, Tyson trying to make the, um, trying to break down the distance. It's gonna be a very cagey fight the first few rounds. Towards the later rounds, that's when the fatigue will fall in. That's when the uh, the age will come in, and that's when these two will then suddenly start landing some bombs on each other. And that's um, that's when the fight will become interesting because who knows who might win that one? Who knows, eh? Fuck it, I don't know. We'll talk about more about this later on. I'm going to probably do a seg, a whole segment on the Eddie Hall Thor Bjornsson, and the whole um, segment on Tyson Fury versus Briggs later on. I so obviously when we come closer to those, I'm just going through them now because I just fuck, it's fun to talk. Now, last topic today. Um, this I wasn't going to talk about, but I thought fuck it, I'm going to talk about this. It's exciting. Let me drink some water before I talk about this one. A couple of years ago, a little film came out and it depicted some characters which I've loved for many years but never seen a film about them. It was called The Justice League. Now, Justice League, the movie, those of you who've seen it, is shit. It's terrible. I watched it in the cinema with my friends. I've been excited. I mean, I'm. I mean, if you look on my wall here, I mean, I've got the Joker sitting right behind me now. <laughs> I this room I'm in is covered with comic book shit, and I don't do that just for the videos. I do this because I love this stuff, and I've even got a picture of the Justice League on my wall. So you can imagine how excited I was to see them on the big screen. But there was always these issues with this uh, with the. DC Cinematic Universe because obviously it gets compared to the Marvel cinem- Cinematic Universe it's always seen as like you know catching up because Marvel did so well with theirs they they've smashed it let's face it there's no way DC can possibly catch up with them there's no way but they could at least make some good films and the the first one in this DC Cinematic Universe was Man of Steel I think that's back in 2012 now so long ago now isn't it it's it's We're in a new decade now. (laughs) But it's just... When that movie came... I actually enjoyed Man of Steel. I actually thought Man of Steel was pretty good. But a lot of people didn't like it. And I could see why. But the one that fucked it... The one that fucked it the most was Batman v Superman. That fucked it a lot. And that... That film pissed me off. Because they... Oh yeah. Spoilers. If you've not seen these films, so fucking go watch them. Because I'm going to spoil them. Or if you don't care about spoilers, I don't give a shit. Whatever. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Batman v Superman pissed me off because it had Doomsday in it. Doomsday didn't need to be in this film for starters and the history, what the way Doomsday, the way he was done in this film was it was Lex Luthor, I think he went to Superman's ship and he did some weird shit and then out came Doomsday. Now in the comics, Doomsday was basically like a weapon that was created by an alien race who couldn't control him so they just sent him off to a faraway planet turned out to be earth and then he was a destructive being that was isolated put in a box and they said we can't control this guy we can't contain him let's get rid of him so they got rid of him put him on earth and then he was he was discovered by lex Luthor, and then he broke out started beating the shit beat the everything he came through and then he fought against superman and killed the guy we didn't kill him. We battered him so hard that Superman had to regenerate. But that's Doomsday. He was basically a badass, not a Lex Luthor bloody love child. He wasn't that. It's a love child. Yeah, that's it. Was Lex Luthor General Zod love child? He wasn't that. But in this film, that's what they made him out to be. That pissed me off because you've taken a character that was so cool and so badass and fucked him. And then <sighs> I thought Ben Affleck was good as Batman. I know I'm very late to the game talking about Batman v Superman. I mean, I'm several years late, but fuck it, I'm talking about it. And that just basically set a precedent for the DC universe. It was like, ooh, drop the ball on that one. But then came, they suddenly then said, we're going to make a Justice League film. why, Why did Marvel do so well? Because they set up these individual characters and then they did the film. Like, Aquaman was actually a good... F- I actually enjoyed Aquaman. I would have preferred to have seen Aquaman first and then seen him in Justice League. But then... But they created Justice League first and then we had to watch Aquaman later. And then Wonder Woman. Oh, maybe Wonder Woman came first. I don't know. But I thought Aquaman and Wonder Woman were actually decent films. Just a shame that Justice League wasn't. Um, Actually, I think Wonder Woman came first, actually. I think Wonder Woman then Justice League. Who cares? I don't know. But <laughs> Justice League... Then that came out. Justice League just seemed like a made-for-TV film. It, it was so... I wanted to like it. Every bit of it, I wanted to like. But if you want to see a good Justice League story and you don't want to read a comic, just play the game Injustice Gods Amongst Us. It's... You'll get a much better story there. And it's just... It annoyed me. Because these are... I mean, these are iconic characters. You've got Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Three of the most iconic characters ever. And you can't make them work on a film? I mean, it just... It annoyed me. And... I think they they wanted to make a lighter tone to it. I think they, they brought Joss Whedon on to work. It. And Joss Whedon, those of you who don't know, he worked on the first Avengers film and he did some stuff there. But they brought him on to work on the Justice League at the end. And it's it wasn't good. Whatever he did didn't work because it wasn't good. But now, there's this hullabaloo. Because next year, they're going to be releasing the Snyder Cut. And those of you who don't know what the Snyder Cut is... Zack Snyder um, basically started directing it. He was meant to be the one head-on directing the whole DC Cinematic Universe. Well, not the, all of it, but just main bits of it, especially Superman and all that lot. But uh, while on production, they got rid of Zack Snyder and then brought in Joss Whedon to finish it off. But now there's always been these rumours that there's this Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. You see like Jason Momoa on um, social media saying, well, let's see the fucking Snyder Cut. Damn it. So... <laughs> the Snyder Cut is now we've been told it's going to be released and we're all going to be treated to see it Um, so that'd be good but my thoughts on this do we need to see it? I mean how different is the Snyder Cut going to actually be? I mean for all we know it could be worse some people are talking like it's going to be the greatest thing ever that we see the Snyder Cut that's going to make all the difference and suddenly it's going to redeem the whole property we don't know that for all we know it might be a pile of shit before we know, it, it might be Oscar-winning, you know, produce, but we don't know that. So, I mean, I wanted to see the Justice League. I love seeing these characters put on the big screen. But in regards to a film that isn't really wasn't really good when it was released, and now we're going to see another kit, um, another cut from a director who was meant to be working on it, but then he got kicked off the project by the um, by the company running it, by Warner Brothers. And then we get to see his version? I don't know, I'm dubious. It, it might be good. I hope it's good. I hope any DC movie is good. I hope they're good. But, you know, if hopefully it is. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, and this I'll probably discuss further. These are just these are just brief topics I've talked about today. Um, I'll be discussing these in much more depth at a later date. And if you guys got any ideas what you want me to talk about, by all means, let me know. I will gladly discuss them. All right, so this has been me. This has gone on quite a while, actually. <laughs> um, all right, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go train now. <laughs> so stay safe, everybody. Um, like, subscribe, make sure you listen to more. Tell your friends, tell everybody about this. And I will see you guys soon. All right, take care all.